Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli, equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yunil Badiachi. Shanil, we have a very interesting episode today, uh, and uh, what has informed this episode is our personal experiences uh, with helping individuals that are searching the job market currently. Uh, I've had a few individuals send me their CVs, uh, asking if there were any openings at my firm, uh, and for me to forward their CVs to our requisite HR departments. Uh, and you have had some experience helping uh, someone recently. Uh, I'm sure you're going to go in depth uh, on that. Uh, but I think this episode is going to focus on, you know, just talking about the job market, talking about CVs, uh, talking about LinkedIn profiles, uh, and just a general discussion about what a student who's just about to enter the job market a year, two years to go, uh, what do they need to be focusing on? and what do they need to be uh, doing. Yeah, Shanil, what are your you know, general thoughts before we deep dive? Yeah, Jonathan, I think you know, I've, I've experienced the same thing. A lot of people sending through their CVs or you know, asking for help around their LinkedIn profile. What, what do you do when you're writing your bio and, and you know, what stands out, uh, all of those sort of things. Um, and, and that's what we're really gonna address in this episode. And as you said, general thoughts already, when we, when we chat about the job market, I'm sure this is, you know, something that we're seeing across the continent, but it's, it's quite saturated at the moment. And I think it's probably one of the hardest times in, in at least I can, I can comment on South Africa, on South Africa's history, uh, you know, besides, let's not talk pre-1994, but since, since democracy, this is one of the hardest times for um, youth unemployment or, or youth getting, getting into the job market. So I think that's, that's also, you know, we'll, we'll chat a bit about how we got into the different spaces that we got into or even how we applied to our first jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe let's just start with CVs because I think that's the thing. That's the thing I have the biggest bone of contention with. You know, I, I see a lot of CVs, a lot of different structures. Uh, some don't look quite right. You know, maybe if we could just talk about our process, you know, what's your process when drafting that CV? You know, what are the things that you, you, you focus on? Yeah, so, so I think, and, and just to, to also note, when, you, when you're drafting your CV as somebody with limited experience or somebody just leaving university, it's going to look a little bit different to somebody with lots of experience. So for me, I'm at a point where I've got some experience now, and, and I think that's going to be the the pivotal point of my CV, something that I'm going to highlight is, you know, consulting experience, investment banking experience. Now, um, any internships that I may have done would also be there. Uh, so, so that's really my, my highlight point on my CV now. Um, and then also something that I, I also, I, I think at least has got me a lot of interviews is a professional achievements um, sort of section where you can highlight everything that you've done that has been over and above um, your, your, normal, your normal ways of work or, or your normal job duties and, and your job prospects. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, yeah so, so for me, those are, those are the big sections. 
Uh, I can go into a bit yeah. more detail, but but maybe let's chat about your sections first. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm ready to be the same. You know, I think I, I start off with, uh, I take a standard template. You know, I think I use the Harvard one, uh, where it's just like education, experience. Uh, since I, I think I have four years uh, of work experience, that tends to be the majority of my CV. But you know, I, I want us to focus a little bit on, you know, what's, what, what exactly has been written, being written in the CV. Uh, so for example, um, just writing that, you know, Jonathan Ruaniga, financial manager, um, you know, there's a certain way to write things on your CV. And I think that's something that I want to have my home now. Uh, and that revolves around being concise uh, and using action and doing words, you know. Um, so I, I don't know if you, you, do, you do this as well, Shinio. So my process when creating a CV uh, resolves, it revolves around creating a first draft based on those standard templates that we're talking about using sort of the same format you use. Um, and then I put in, you know, a very concise one page, a maximum two, using a lot of action words, led a team of three, uh, using a lot of numbers. It was a billion rand portfolio, you know, because numbers doing words are very important uh, in a CV. And what I do is that I upload my CV uh, on a site called, uh, called uh, I think it's called uh, resume, resume Loaded. Uh, I'm just going to double check that and maybe share that link uh, with our listeners. Um, then it, it asks me to put in the job description of the job that I'm trying to apply to. So it, it then matches the job description uh, to my CV and gives me a report, like what are the missing words? These words aren't uh, being highlighted in your CV that are in the job description. You know, things that uh, I think when we're dealing with large companies that use these resume softwares, you know, they tend to use, they tend to use that sort of like uh, uh, technology that sifts through electronically through our CVs, checking for matching words, checking for relevant experience. Uh, and in most cases, you might even have the things that are being required uh, for that job, but it's just not in your CV. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's sort of my process, Genio. I think I might have gone a little bit in depth already. No, that's, uh, that's amazing. Like I, I don't use any tool. That's actually something I'm going to, I just noted that down as well. Um, using resume loaded or uh, yeah, whenever you share the link, what's the exact website? Because I do, and I think we've had that, I, uh, was it in season one, one of our first episodes where we um, had a discussion around how we put the CVs through and how that system actually picks up keywords. So I am wary yeah. and I do put in my own keywords, but I didn't know that there's a, a website out there that can actually say which, which keywords are sort of missing, um, which, is, which is really awesome. I think just to add to your, your sort of points around your CV, when you're, when you're working for, and I think I've seen this a lot in consulting and I'm sure you have this with audit, when you have your, your audit CV, what I've noticed from you know, people who sent me who come from audit and they send me their CVs, they list all of their clients and they tell you like exactly what they were doing on each client. And I think that's fine from, from audit, but I know from consulting or from, you know, when I moving, moving now to, to investment banking, you, as you said, you want your CV to be more concise. So instead of going into yeah. the details of, you know, exactly what you're doing at every client, you should say things like you were saying, um, you know, yeah. I, I led a digital optimization project where it was a billion dollar client or whatever it is and did X, Y, and Z. Stay away from going into and saying, you know, I, I did something for, 
uh, Google or Apple or and these other different processes that we audited or focused on um, and, and, and getting into that because because I don't think I think they want to understand your your skill set and understand the scope of, of the sort of projects that you were on. They don't really care about too much of the detail of every single client that you've been on. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll have to agree, Vishnu. And that is actually an important point, uh, tailoring your CV to the audience uh, that, that you're trying to speak to. You know, as a, an audit CV, as Shanil is rightfully putting, is very, very different to a consulting CV. Uh, it's very different. I think consulting CVs, uh, application to an MBA CVs, you know, I think very concise, very straight to the point. And if we're being completely honest, Janil, uh, they are really marketing tools, you know, and um, I think the worst thing you can do, uh, you know, because it's almost like a slippery slope, right? You're, you're, you're not supposed to be too uh, in the detail explaining like, I am the one who did this and this, like in yeah. too much detail. You need to keep it very high level. Uh, but at the same time, you can't be using flowery language like highly motivated, I'm super determined, <laughs> things that, are, that aren't actionable, that don't talk numbers, like it, it has to be uh, precise, concise with the most relevant information. Uh, you know, the fact that you're super determined is, is not gonna be a relevant thing in your CV, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and, and you know, the reason for that, so, so let's also just think about this from your, your employer's perspective. They don't, everyone can write that they're determined, but, but there's no measurable way to say that you were determined. Um, and, and, and that's why I think it's so important to quantify some of, and, and like Jonathan's saying, stick with the numbers. You know, if you worked in a huge telecoms client, speak about the, the size of the client, maybe the size of your project um, in terms of sheer numbers and figures so that they understand if you're, impl- if you, if you're applying to a huge company that you're used to that environment, you're used to the space and you can adapt quickly to whatever project they're putting you on. So I think that's really the, the thinking behind um, having these actionable insights in, in your CV. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just lastly on the CVs, Shanil, I'll be completely honest with you. The last CV that I drafted, uh, I drafted it over, uh, over the weekend. It took me Saturday, Sunday, you know, two, two days. I wasn't full-time working on it. But, but it just shows you the amount of, like, concentration, efforts uh, into tailoring uh, and making sure that your CV is right. Like it's not just a process of just putting things you've done and putting it on paper, you know, because, you know, as a hiring manager, if I'm a hiring manager and I'm looking at a CV that's not marketable and that, that doesn't seem like you're selling yourself uh, well enough, like, you know, if you can't sell yourself, you know, why should I be confident that you can, you know, sell something for the company or be a good brand for a representative of the organization you're applying to. And, and I think, unfortunately, we do say a lot of, like, uh, CVs, unfortunately, uh, are where a lot of us fall. But we also need to understand that they might not, not seem as important because it's just a piece of paper. But from our branding, perception, first impression, you know, they're so important and it require a lot of effort and, and attention, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, pivoting on that, when, you, when you're speaking about your brand and building yourself and making that, that good impression, that's where I think LinkedIn is, is so important. And LinkedIn is, is a really powerful tool that you can utilize with your CV, but also on its own. Um, 
So, so, so Jonathan, you know, what, what are your thoughts when you, when you created your, your LinkedIn profile uh, and, and, you know, let's, let's maybe draw some comparisons there to your CV because you, you know, we, we've got all of these skill sets in our CV, but what is LinkedIn giving us from your perspective that um, that's adding value in terms of your brand? Let's look at it that way. Hmm. So, you know, to be, again, to be honest, Junior, I think one of the greatest uses of LinkedIn uh, is something that you actually told me. Uh, so first and foremost, it is a place, it, it sort of is like your CV, like your profile is sort of like your CV. It has all your education and your accomplishments, uh, what you do, where you work and what, what you're involved in and the tasks you do. Uh, but above and beyond, you're part of a community of individuals that if you really use it correctly, are either you know, companies that you hope to work for in the future or professionals that inspire you and motivate you to you know, climb the corporate ladder or for whatever reason. You know, if, you, if you have the right community, it's a perfect platform for you to you know, showcase the things that you're interested in by way of posts, resharing like recently, I think, uh, for the very first time, one of the biggest investment banks opened up a development finance uh, division. Uh, I think it was Morgan Stanley, or I, I don't remember. You know, and I, I definitely shared that post because I love yeah, everything uh, that relates to development finance. You know, and if my 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 community includes people from the IFC or the African Development Bank, you know, they'll start thinking, ah, maybe this individual, you know, is 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 interested in. Uh, in these things, you know, when I do later inbox, inbox them asking for a virtual coffee to chat about the, the same things that I post about, you know, it's, it starts making a little bit more sense. But, but I, I think ultimately it's, it's, it's more of that community uh, that puts it above and beyond just a, a CV. You know, it's, it's more than that. What are your thoughts, Shinyo? No, I, I totally agree, Jonathan. And, and the way that I think about LinkedIn, and even when I chat to other people, it's what I say. It's, this is one of the first times in history where you can, you can connect directly with a CEO or a CFO or, or an executive because it's, it's, it's a place where you know uh, within your community, obviously, when you build your connections up and, and you start inviting people and sharing these things, you're actually sitting, the, the way that I think about it is if I'm sitting in front of a CEO um, what would I want him to know about me so that I can get into that potential company? And, and that's really how I think about LinkedIn. So I'll invite people from these, you know, huge tech companies. And, and then I start to think to myself, like, you know, if they're sitting there and they're looking at my stuff, will they be connected to it? Will they say, wow, you know, there was an insightful comment or insightful article, but what is he doing? Let's click on his profile. Cause, cause that's essentially what you want. You want them to click on your profile to say, let me, let me check this guy out. What's this guy about? And that's when, uh, you know, your, your CV element really comes into play because now you've, you've built the community, you've built your, your brand around this community. They've clicked on your profile. They can see your work experience, your certifications, your educational background, and, and also your bio, which, which is another, um, I think, important aspect of your, of your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And just talking about the power of LinkedIn, Janiel, because I remember in earlier seasons, we talked about... I think I was telling you about when I went to Australia and uh, I changed my location on my LinkedIn to Sydney. And immediately, like the very first week I was there, I was getting inboxes from different companies saying, 
we have this position open, which is related to finance. Would you be interested in interviewing that sort of thing? And I'd never experienced that in South Africa. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe our LinkedIn, you know, sort of needs to catch up. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, in, in 2021, I think it was in January, I received my first uh, LinkedIn DM from, I, one, I think, one of these investment big uh, 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 funds. Uh, and they were like, oh, we have a financial manager position. Would you be interested in, in, in applying to it? I was like, wow, you know, I think we might be finally catching up to, you know, the real power of, of LinkedIn, you know, which makes it very important for you to treat it like a CV, to treat it like your professional brand. And, you know, to, uh, and it's not, it's definitely a powerful tool in which future employers can actually headhunt individuals uh, based on what they're looking for uh, to find future talent. I think that's yeah. how people need to. Yeah, I'm, I'm so on board with that. And I think I've, I've also got, you know, a couple of uh, inboxes from possible re- recruiters and employers saying, you know, are you keen to interview for this position and that position? And I'm not saying that your, your inbox is going to get flooded with these job interviews, but it's three more, <laughs> four more than you initially had, right? Um, from, from essentially doing nothing, like you're, you're posting articles, you're not running a marathon, you're not rushing in a taxi to make it to a job interview, you're literally online and you're putting yourself out there and things are coming back towards you. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think um, just maybe a, a helpful hint for anyone who isn't strong in their, in their writing skills for their bio. Um, another trick that I did when I first started before I had any experience or I was really comfortable with LinkedIn is I went and I saw other, other profiles similar to mine um, with people who are doing really cool stuff. And at that time I was in consulting really cool things in consulting. And I, I had a look at their profile and I said, what, what, what do they talk about? And, um, you know, breaking down sort of the, the principles or the logic behind their tech. So I see, okay, he's actually spoken a little bit about his work here, but then he's, he's managed to mesh it or mix it into something else, a community project that he's a part of or this, this and that. And then look at these other profiles and then start building your own. And then once you're confident in your ability and once you're confident that you understand the landscape and how to write the bio, then give it a go and try to do it completely by yourself. Like, you know, blank slated. Yeah, no, that's, that's brilliant. Shanil. I, I definitely did that. Uh, uh, I definitely want to ch- check out a lot of bios, find something that resonates with me and sort of tailor it to, to myself. Uh, that's brilliant. But Shanil, I have a question for you. You know, I once had, had one of our listeners sent, they sent through their CV uh, you know, and I was, you know, trying to, to coach them through how to, how to formulate their CV into, so that they could uh, get that job um, interview that they wanted. Uh, but one of the questions she had was, you know, Jonathan, I don't have a lot of job, uh, job experience, you know, I've just been studying, you know, I think she was, um, maybe she did something, she played volleyball in high school. Um, what's your advice for individuals with no experience um, that are trying to stand out with their CVs? What would you say to them? Uh, yeah. I struggled. So, yeah. You know, I think, I think that's, that is a difficult question if you've got absolutely no experience, but then I do think this is where the way you sell yourself really comes into play. Right. Because when you're leaving university and hopefully uh, you've done at least something, so maybe it wasn't, an internship or, or working or a side hustle or anything like that, but at least your involvement in a society on campus or 
you know, there, there was really just something that you were doing other than studying, even if it's sports or anything like that. And the way that I would think about it is look at what were the transferable skills and whatever you were doing and see how can you highlight it um, to really ta- tailor yourself to the skills or, or whether it's soft skills or hard skills needed um, for that potential employer and really expand on it a bit. So when you, instead of saying, you know, I was really determined, you say I was uh, part of the, this consulting society. And at first I, we weren't able to bring in one of these speakers, but through X, Y, and Z, I was able to do that. And really, you know, that highlights my determination. So something like that, where you're, you're actually backing up everything that you're saying. I think that's, that would be my, my advice or my approach to that. Uh, Jonathan, what, what, what did you end up saying? Like, what, what would be your advice? I think it was very difficult for me uh, because she was in a final year. Um, yeah. But my advice would have been, you know, I think we, we have to be really conscious of that pending, um, you know, that you're about to enter the workforce. And, you know, first year, second year, if you're listening Ideally, you know, you need to start thinking about what your CV would look like and start volunteering for, for things and doing things. You know, it, it doesn't even have to be like to be part of the SRC. It doesn't have to be that, you know, yeah. you could start a book club. Uh, you could uh, be part of a comedy at church. I think that the thing is a CV is a marketing tool, uh, but there needs to be sort of like a, an an effort from your part to, to be conscious of that fact and to start doing things that might make your CV look stand out. Um, so, so, so I, I told her to, to look for things that she could potentially add in her final year, but obviously that becomes harder and harder now uh, because your final year tends to be the hardest uh, if, in most cases. So yeah, that's why I asked the question, Janiel. I actually didn't have a right answer uh, for that. Yeah, and, and I think really the, the lesson there is start as early as you can engaging with companies or engaging with whoever it is really that you, that you want to be working for. And when I say that, I mean, if, if you're thinking about you don't want to work for someone and you want to start a business, you need to be thinking about that in first year because yes, you'll be accumulating knowledge along the way, but you need to figure out your business plan, your, your capital, where all of that stuff's going to come from. So whether you're, you're starting a business or whether you're going to go into the, the corporate world really try to start as early as possible. I would say even in your first year, um, after your first six months, once you've sort of grown accustomed to university life, start reaching out to companies and say, you know, when do these internships open? Even if it's just going for talks at these companies that they, they, they sometimes host where you can meet directors, partners, managers, or just impressive individuals, yeah. I guess. Um, I, I would really say go for that. You know, you know, one thing that you could actually you, you could actually do as a student as well is to really understand um, the degree program that you're in and the different types of activities that companies in your field are doing to connect with students. Because if you really think about it, you know, be it accounting firms, be it consulting firms, you know, they are constantly looking for talent, you know, yeah. be it the competitions or inviting people over. So I think... If you're not a person who's part of, like, you could focus on that as well, you know. Uh, for example, uh, I was studying accounting and uh, one of the big four audit firms had uh, an entrepreneurial uh, challenge, uh, which they flew in students from across the universities in South Africa and which were chosen, I think, 30 students. 
uh, into teams of six and we pitched our ideas over a weekend. And, you know, most people who attended those events immediately got contracts after. So they didn't really need to show their CV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> stuff like that is also, is also important uh, as well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at yp underscore Africa. That's yp underscore Africa. And if you've missed an episode, don't stress. You can catch up on our YouTube channel, YP underscore Africa. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. That's it from us, guys. See you next week.